Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan, and I'm here with Kevin. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at ShineKevin. Yep, and we're going to do another different episode, I guess. It's going to... It's basically inspired by the playoffs because I've told Kevin that I need to see more from Damian Lillard, and I guess that means I feel like he's a terrible player and doesn't deserve to be in the NBA anymore. So I'm gonna, we're going to give our top tens of our current players in the NBA to give a ranking and an explanation of why we feel like they're where they are, and we'll go from there. And we're going to support Kevin. Okay. Um, no. Nobody's better than LeBron ever. So, to this day, LeBron is the greatest player in the league right now. He's still number one. Year 17, leading the league in assists, averaging 10 assists, 25 points, um, leading the Lakers to a number one seed in the in the West that some people said he couldn't do. Nobody said that. People. LeBron he doesn't win in the East. LeBron doesn't win. I mean, LeBron all he does is wins in the East. I don't think he would be able they were to go talking to the about West. Going to the final. I don't think he would be able to win the West and go to the. Nobody said like he could win the. Has he won the West yet? Has he won the West yet? Got to take steps. Has he won the West yet? Has he won the West yet? Yes or no? So then he hasn't done it. LeBron is leading the West right now with the number one seed Lakers. Last year, he had him as a fourth seed. He has shown that he could do this pretty many times. LeBron has been in eight straight finals. Like, so anybody telling me he can't do something is retarded to me. LeBron is definitely going to do it. If he doesn't do it, to me, personally, I feel like the next two years is an L.A. championship regardless. Clippers win this year. Lakers win the next year. Lakers win this year. Clippers win the next year. Next year. And that's just how I see it. So it is what it is. LeBron is going to win a championship in LeBron he's going to finish with either four or five rings and it's just simple as that so I do feel he's going to win the West and he will win the West and he's continuing to show why he's LeBron and when he locked up Kate when he locked up Kawhi and Paul George to start the bubble when he locked up Kawhi and Paul George and Giannis to end this season before he went to the bubble it just shows you he is still the best player um KD, I got KD as number two. We're not counting injuries, and this year him not playing or whatnot. We're just simply going up. We feel are the best top ten current NBA players, injuries not included. Basically, if you was playing two K and you had the injury free rosters on, this is the, who's the best player. Exactly. Like so, if you if you um went to the the all teams tab and did overall, this is where we would be at. Exactly. So I have LeBron one, and I got KD two. KD. The greatest scorer of all time, hands down. Six eleven, seven foot with a handle, can score inside, outside, can pull up from thirty. Was missing the NBA Finals, came back in, in eleven minutes had 11, 12 points. Come on now, he that dude. People feel like I hate KD. I don't hate KD. I just don't feel he's the greatest player in the league, or ever was the greatest player in the league. I don't feel he's a top five player of all time. And I feel like he never led a team. He never has led a team. Now, in Brooklyn, he's the best player. He's the best player in Brooklyn. He's going to be the leader of that team. He's, he Pretty much, he can do the LeBron route. Go to a place, learn how to win, bring that to his next team, and take what he learned and just run off. So, I'm still having KD as number two because he's the greatest scorer all the time, and he can still go off at any given moment. I, I feel like he's going to bounce back from that key thing. Three, I have Giannis. Probably the most dominant player. Cannot be stopped going to the hall. Cannot do, cannot do anything to stop this man. You can put up a wall in the play because the game slows down. You can put up a wall to slow, to slow him down. But I feel like he's learning to get over that. And now he shoots the three more than he did before. So he, those three threes that he make a game or that, that extra fourth three he make a game makes a difference because he used to not shoot at all. And when he did shoot, he missed them. But now he's making them. And you've seen that the Magic tried to get away with it by building up a wall through what Toronto did last year. It worked for game one, but game two, he bounced back with 28 and 20. And this game, currently playing right now, they're blowing out the Magic. You can't stop him. He's only getting better. Every year he gets better. So when I say in a couple years from now, when he's actually making that shot, he could be the greatest player in the game. Uh, Four, I got Kawhi. Kawhi is a player who's going to get his regardless. He's going to get his 30. He's going to play defense. He's going to, he got, 
tremendously better as a passer. He's not the best passer in the league, but he can definitely go out there and get you four or five and four or five assists and be effective in that realm of the game. Kawhi is not a game changer in my eyes like a LeBron or a KD, where you can put them in the game and they're gonna win the game for you single-handedly. He's not that type of player. Kawhi to me has always been a player that's good, that's solid. He has the skills, but he's not gonna win unless you plug him in with a team that's already good. Spurs was already good. They just drafted him and he developed under a really good coach and really four time four all-time players, really. And he learned how to win, learned how to develop, and constantly work. Went to Toronto, got traded to Toronto to a team that was already on the cusp of making it to the finals for the past five years, whatever. Now you trade him for DeMar DeRozan. Yes, he's a better player than DeMar DeRozan, so that put them over the edge to make the finals. They only won the finals because the Warriors were decapitated. That's just the facts. Klay Thompson and KD wasn't there. Man, you're funny. That's the only reason they won the finals. Um, the Raptors wasn't going to win the finals with a healthy Warriors team. And anybody who says that is literally out their mind. Um, and you could see that when KD was in the game and how everybody was flourishing when KD was leaving. They wasn't going to be stopped. KD had a, a, a 11 and 12, and Clay ended up scoring 30 that game, and I think Steph had a 30. Come on, man, he wasn't going to stop that team, but they was healthy. So, um, five, I have AD. AD could definitely be the best player in the league, but he doesn't play like it consistently. He goes out there and want to be the best. Sometimes it be aggressive, and then sometimes he go out there and play soft and weak. Um, same problem I have with Joel Embiid. You got this talent. You got all-world talent. And you go out there and have ass at times. Because to be honest, like, you don't play the game that you should play. And AD don't want to play the five because he's not a physical player. He's a finesse player. But you can still be dominant at the fourth. Ask, ask Kevin Garnett. Ask Tim Duncan. Ask Dirk Nowitzki. Use your game, man. Stop trying to act like you're a point guard. Just because you play point guard in the past when you was... 5'11 doesn't make it cool right now with 6'11 and you got the ability to get to the hole at will against anybody right. so that's why keeping him from being up there in the top 3 but top 5 yes definitely um, at 6 I have Steph the greatest shooter of all time can get his shot anywhere he wants on the floor um, everybody is so amazed with Dame right now but let's be real Steph was the one who was doing this first Steph made it easier for people to be like I can take a shot from 30 feet and nobody will say nothing to me. I can practice working working from beyond the three-point line going 30-plus feet and no one would call that a bad shot because Steph paid the way. And, and I still have Steph as a top six player. And he's not top five to me right now because he's, to me, him being hurt, you know, kind of like that room with Dane to show who he really is. And I really love Dane. But when Steph comes back, I, can, I, I have to have him at six because the people, the five people I have above him, they have size. Steph is a relatively small guard. Everybody that's above him can dominate the game physically. Steph can only dominate the game by shooting and being a threat from the outside. Although he could get to the cup and make easy layups and get fouled, but Steph's game is is dedicated towards shooting. Um, six, I have Dame. Dame has been playing like the best player in the league in the bubble. Um, it's unfortunate that he dislocated his finger. He said he's going to play, so... Um, it's still going to affect him, though, because yeah. if you watched the playoffs last year, Steph, remember, Steph had um, a dislo- dislocated finger. Yeah, man. Wasn't all it? I know is, all I know is, I don't want to hear that in our next episode. Uh, well, Steph had, Steph, other Steph had a dislocated finger. All I know is this needs to be the last episode that this dislocated finger uh, is mentioned in. Finish him off. <laughs> Steph had a dislocated finger in, in last year's playoffs, and it kind of affected him. I don't know why Jordan had like injuries don't affect people. I like, didn't say they don't. He had like I didn't say they don't. But I didn't. And all of a sudden, all I'm saying, bro, like you're supposed to play before you, you got to fight through it, bro. Gotta, it's part of the game. Okay, but injuries happen. Okay, but if you want to just be honest and not just sit here and act and just be hating right. an individual, we know that injuries, I'm not hating. I'm just saying deter your play. If him going out there playing regardless, showing that he's trying to fight through it, you can't help. But my question hurt. is, you can't help has there ever been a flu game? Has there ever been a mass game? Has there ever been a game where somebody had to wear yeah, goggles? Yes or no? Stop comparing. That's my thing. Stop comparing I'm not, situations to other individuals. Just because somebody went out there and played I'm just saying, bro. Game, just because you can fight through it, bro. It's not. I can. If it was on his, if it was on his shooting hand, you would have it. But it's not. His whole game is dedicated with dribbling into the hole and spotting up. 
just because it's not your shooting hand doesn't mean it, it won't hurt. I broke I didn't say it every bone in my hand. Did I say it wouldn't hurt? Did I, I say he shouldn't? Did I say he shouldn't have any pain? He should go out there and dominate the game okay, and play so to his you, so fullest you, potential. So what you no, he should go that. out there and be effective. He shouldn't go out there and be four for twelve. He shouldn't go out there and not and not give them nothing, not give them any assists or anything. He can change his game. He can still play defense. He can still do that. I didn't say it was. Did I call a bad game? Yes or no? Did I? Yes. I said it doesn't need to be an excuse. I'm saying you don't need to set up for a bad game and use it as an excuse. That's what my point was. If that's the thing, then all this Paul George talk needs to keep the same. Bruh, what have I said about Paul George? What have I historically ever said about Paul George? Because that's the second time now. I've never said I've never said a good word about Paul George ever. Paul George. No, I made it. Paul George and Kawhi added to that team. That team that took the Warriors six games last year and they struggled in the sixth game. And I've said that every single time. Have I not, have I ever just said it's Kawhi and Paul George by themselves? Who's the second best player on the Kevin. Kevin, be completely honest with me. Have I not said that um, Pat Beverly? makes a better impact than Paul George does. Yes or no? When I said that Pat Beverly being out made a difference in this series, you said, no, it doesn't matter because Paul George is there. And what emoji did I send you? The rolling eyes emoji. Okay, come on, keep it 100. Don't don't try to don't try to fake this narrative, bro. Keep that shit. Keep it 100. If you listen to everybody that comes on this podcast, I keep the same energy when it comes. I don't look at everybody See, but you don't keep the energy on the podcast that you keep outside the podcast. I do. You try to make it seem like I'm this Paul George fan. I've never said anything good about Paul George, ever. I don't care if I don't like a player. If a player is hurt and they hurt, and I know they hurt and they go and they still going out there and play and they don't play to their best ability, I'm not going to sit there and shun them on it because I know they battle and do something. My thing with Paul George and sometimes my thing with people, how they do it is if they don't like a certain player or they don't feel like that player is who they feel they should be, they try to make it seem like it's, it's a problem for them. But when it's the next person, it's not a problem. I don't no, like that. I, I, I don't like that. My thing is Paul George wasn't hurt. He still he wasn't hurt at all this season. I keep my sudden, criticism consistent because he wasn't hurt in Indiana when he airballed that three point. That's that my, three point. This is what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting to. Like, see, he wasn't hurt at all. He wasn't hurt this year, but he go out there and look trash right now. And now all of a sudden, he in the interviews with an ice shoulder. He see, I didn't see this interview, and you're making it seem like I was just starting that not, under the rug. And I, I it's never not saw this interview. Dedicated towards you. This is like a, a, a lot of things I see. Where a lot of people like they don't like LeBron, so they'll criticize LeBron. But on some stuff, but another player like Kawhi or KD have the same issues, and there's a different outlook on it because they don't like LeBron, but they like KD or Kawhi. I don't like that. They keep the same energy for every player. Paul George, when LeBron went into the interview with a broken hand after the finals, and everybody was like, "Bro, now you, now you just went out there and played and you lost, and so now you want to go out there with a broken hand and make that as an excuse." Keep that same energy for Paul George when Paul George go out there and holding his shoulder with some ice to be played like trash. To be fair, I feel like the energy the internet did keep that energy with him. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see those memes, but I feel like those memes were out there. What, Paul George? Yeah. Now, now they're getting on it because I think people starting to realize that. Like people starting to realize that. Like you just said, you can't be called playoff G. Playoff P and go out there and do and something oh and my call God. the championship chuck. Bro, that was so hilarious. He said, that man said, How do you call yourself playoff P? It's like it's like, um they don't call me championship chuck. I ain't win no championships. Exactly. So I So you got it. That that was the funniest and best analogy that anybody could present. And it's a real I'm one. glad it's a real he one said too. it. It's a real one. And then the difference between LeBron going out there with a broken hand at the interview with Paul George, Paul George, you went four for like 11. LeBron had a 30-point triple-double. Okay. His team was just trash. Right. So, moving on. Um, I believe I'm at seven. Seven, I have, I, I think I said I was going with Dame. But Dame is unfortunate he was hurt. But Dame has been No, you did Dame. That's how we got on this conversation. Okay. So, yeah, Dame, <laughs> Dame is seven. Devin, Dame is solid. If Portland continue to do what they do and nurt and, and nurture continue to grow on a defensive end, CJ McCullough, just stay healthy, my guy. Just stay healthy. Just stay healthy. You can get two more years out of Carmelo. 
you add one more wing player, y'all can do something. Stay healthy. Eight, I have Harden. I have Harden. Eight is not as high as most people have him because all he do, his game is purely finesse. He's a great scorer. He can shoot the three, but he can't shoot the three like Steph and Dane. He just shoot it at a more high volume than them. He just dominates the ball. He dominates the ball. He shoots up shots. He flops a lot. And he gets fouls. I mean, like, you can't hate on this game. It works for him. He's always in the MVP race because he got the numbers, but he doesn't do enough. Like, like Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman said on first take that he's an all-star MVP level in the regular season. Well, he's an MVP level in the regular season, a five-star athlete. Then when the playoffs come, he goes down to an all-star, like a four-star. Like, he plays like Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. Like, Don't do that. Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer. So is James Harden. And it's so easy to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, it's not no NBA Hall of Fame. Hey, I'm not, I'm not saying if he's first ballot, if he deserves to be the his own wing. I'm just saying he's Hall, Hall of Famer. So can Harden and Harden, like, with Dame, with, with Jordan saying Dame have to show me more because of what he did in the Western Conference Finals, I can, I can see. But that's the case. It's the same thing with James Harden. James Harden consistently. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he, he consistently chokes in the playoffs. And granted, yeah, for the past five years, nobody was going to beat the Warriors. But the only team that really had the chance, not even LeBron, the best team that had the chance to beat the Warriors because they matched up evenly with them was the Houston Rockets. But James Harden consistently let them down. But he's an all-world talent on the offensive end. And he has stepped up this game a little bit of a defensive. He does guard for him, but he's still not at a high level. And at nine, I have his teammate, Russell Westbrook. An MVP in this league, average a triple-double for three straight years. One of the most dominant point guards of all time. The most athletic point guard of all time. Would have been Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose leads left on him. Um, but Westbrook took that. Uh, Westbrook is a highly underrated player in my eyes. But the two things that stop Russell Westbrook from being a top five player and really get his recognition is that he played too wild and he can't shoot. He shoots brick after brick after brick. Every year his shot consistently gets worse. And that's due to, in my opinion of him, it's because he plays too fast. He rushes shots, he moving too, too reckless out there, which what makes him great, but at the same time it slows him down, slows him down a lot. He continuously messes up in the clutch by moving too fast. He is his worst enemy. Nobody can guard Russell Westbrook but Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook, out of all the seven players I named, has the talent to be just or if well, he just as good as all of them. But he has the talent to be better than all of them. But he doesn't play within the game sometimes. But with Houston, he's he's opened the door for them to be more fluent. He took the ball out of James Harden's hands that the James Harden don't have to dominate the ball all shot clock. And when James Harden gets tired, he can go to the bench and Russell Westbrook can keep the ship afloat because Russell Westbrook is not new to carrying teams by himself. So, Russell Westbrook all world talent. And at number 10, I got Joel Embiid. Skill-wise, there's nobody in the league that has more skill than Joel Embiid. He can shoot the three, not at a high level, but he shoot it at 33, 34%. That's good for us. He can dominate in the post. No one can stop the Giannis, I mean, Joel Embiid in the post. He can get to his spot with ease. He can shut down Giannis easy. He can guard KD. He can guard Kawhi. He can guard AD. He can guard certain um, point guards. I won't say Steph and Dane because they can shoot. You can't really do nothing with that. Okay. But everybody else, he can stay in front of them. He can... He can really guard every position. He can be definitely Giannis if they put the pieces around him. So, and if you look at the playoffs right now, yes, they they down 3-0. But Joel Embiid is out there with absolutely nobody. And I feel bad for him because we always say, oh, he always hurt, oh, he always sick. He ain't have no excuses this whole bubble. The whole playoffs, no excuses. He's going out there. He, averaged, he got 28 points in like 11 rebounds first game and said that's not good enough. Why is not good enough? Because his team can't do nothing. And even with Ben Simmons, I feel like Ben Simmons wasn't going to be able to help him because Ben Simmons is reluctant to shoot the shot. And you playing a team against four, but Gordon Hayward went down. But you're still playing a team with three people that can get their shots whenever, wherever. It's not going to work. And my honorable mention is Clay. I have Clay as a top 15 player I couldn't put him in the top 10 based off dude my top 10 is also based is mostly based off pure skill 
how you are on the court as a basketball player, what you can and can't do. And I don't feel Clay is better than any other top 10 pure, pure skill-wise that I have. But how Jordan put it out, can guard your best player, score 60 points on 11 dribbles, 30 points in one quarter, top five shooter all time. He, he's, he deserves recognition. I can't say I want him as a top, I can't say I put him as a top 10 player because he can't dominate the game like a LeBron, KD, Giannis, Kawhi, AD can. He can't sh- get his shot off any anywhere with ease like a Steph, Damon, Harden can. And he's not as explosive as a Westbrook. And he don't have the size and all overall skill as an MB. So I can't put him in my top 10. But he's definitely right there at 11 and 12. Right above a Paul George, above a Chris Middleton, above a DeMar DeRozan. He said it like that. He said it like that. Like, I, I like those players. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, those will be the next tier player that's coming up in the list. Like, they're not garbage players, but Clay's not going to choke in the playoffs like a Paul George. Clay don't fear LeBron like DeMar DeRozan. DeMar, DeMar DeRozan would eat on anybody but LeBron. So, and that's why I have Clay right there. Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. And keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Welcome back. I'm going to get into my list. Um, I'm going to start it off at number one with Kevin Durant. Um, it seems like a lot of people forget the last time we saw Kevin Durant on the court, he was about to lead the war- the Warriors to their th- third consecutive championship in fourth and fifth year- in five years until he got hurt. And I feel like had he not gotten hurt, a lot of people's perspective on him would be a different um he's he's he can do everything really he can shoot he can post up he can defend he can pass um and he's younger so he has a a longer run in the game I'm not saying that LeBron isn't a great player I'm just saying right now their tra- his trajectory is better than what LeBron's trajectory going forward is. Um, but at number two, speaking of LeBron, I have him at number two. Um, you can't deny his greatness. He is arguably one of the greatest players to play the game. I don't have him at number one, but that's a different debate for another day. Um, watching this, like I, I don't, I don't really watch the first round of the playoffs, but this year I did because they're playing the Trailblazers. So I, I had to watch that a little bit more intent. So actually watching this series, I kind of like I've always heard Skip Bayless say that LeBron is the greatest play passer ever. Like, and I can I can definitely see what he's saying now. Like I I don't I'm not a basketball historian, so I that always just went in one ear and out the other. But actually sitting here watching him make some of the passes that he makes, like you can actually see that that case being made, like. The fact, like, some of these past, some of the plays that he sets up for his teammates, you can't expect anybody else to set up that play other than him. So, yeah, I'll give him that. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Kawhi. I have him at number three because I feel like he is showing that he can do, he can play both ends of the court. Like, as a younger player, he wasn't really known for his offense. He was known more for, to shut you down. But in his older years, he's kind of shifted the pendulum, and now he's more of a scorer. Now, he's not the lockdown defender that he used to be, but he can still lock in when he needs to. But he can go in and get you 30, and that's that's kind of more of what he needs now in this league. Um, watching the game last night against the, the um, Mavericks, you can see when he was... Like, you could see him take over the game and just get whatever shot he wanted to, make plays for other players. 
Now, granted, he doesn't do it at the consistent level that LeBron does. Um, but I still feel like he has that potential. And um, I, I agree with what Kevin said, that he's one of those players that benefits from better players around him. But at this stage in his career, is he really going to be playing with lesser tier players? Or is he going to be playing with older veterans that are trying to get a ring that have established a name for themselves in this league? He's not going to be playing on rookie teams. So you don't really... It's not really a matter of does he make his players better or anything. It's more so can he play his role and facilitate to the other players and help them get what they need done. That's a, that's a good point, but I have a question. What's up? With that, okay, so, but that matters though. Like a, when you compare that, like when you compare that to like a LeBron or something, like we know LeBron, like you can give him G League players and he's going to enhance them to a point where he can get the most out of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Instead of you plugging in someone that's already on a good, that's good individually. Right. And you plug him into a team that's already good. So right. all he got to do is be him. That team be them, they're going to be good. Right. Versus a LeBron, you put him him on a garbage team and he brings the most out of them to play like they're already that team that you put like a Kawhi. I'm talking about Kawhi, right? Mm-hmm. You put Kawhi on, okay. right? How can you say, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying like when people say, oh, he can catch LeBron legacy or he can be in LeBron's realm and conversation. How? When you, he never did that and would never do that. Because, well, because a lot of people move the goalposts for different um, arguments. Like they'll say, because for the Jordan argument, they'll say he has six rings, six and oh in the finals dismiss all LeBron stats. Right. But then with Kawhi, they'll say, well, he's winning, but then they'll dismiss the stats. But with LeBron, sometimes they'll dismiss ring, I mean, accomplishments. So it's kind of the same thing. It's just what you consider is better, I guess. Like, do you consider individual scoring or do you consider the narratives or do you consider um like personal play style like i personally favor defense so i'm gonna have players that play better defense and higher up than i do like the the strictly offensive guy but see lebron is both though i think lebron i mean well yeah i have him at two so i just said my thing with my thing with all of that is i feel like people should look at it all. I don't think you should just like take in consideration just one thing. I think you should look at it all. See, yeah, I get that. And that's why I say that I'm not going to say that Kawhi is going to be a better player. Like if you had the one-on-one who would win player. But I can see him passing LeBron in some people's eyes. Not not because of the numbers because nobody's going to catch LeBron in numbers. He's, gonna, he's going to finish number one in scoring. He's going to finish top five in assists. He's going to finish top ten in rebounds. So that's inarguable. You can't argue that. But then, well, I mean, it does kind of become an argument of longevity. So he's played a lot of games. Right. He's not going to. He's not going to reach him in games played, minutes played, seasons played. He's not going to reach him in any of those. But what he could reach him in is finals wins, which he could reach it this year. He could reach him in finals MVPs again this year. He could reach him in I don't think he's ever gonna reach him in MVPs. But he could get he could get a MVP or two. He could. Like if he wins this year and plays games. Right. But I'm saying if he wins this year and plays a majority of the games, he's automatically gonna get votes for because he's playing games and he won the it won the finals last year. That's just how it works. But see, with the finals stuff, like that's why it comes with LeBron with the finals. Me personally, Kawhi and Michael Jordan haven't played not nearly nearly the teams LeBron played talent wise in the finals. I can, you can tell see, me but, that Michael Jordan played talent in the finals. That Cleveland team that he played, that Carl Malone, John Stockton team he played in the finals, is none of the Warriors team LeBron's See, but he played those teams in the playoffs. He played those 
big three Celtics teams. He played those um those Bulls. But we gotta well, realize, those we gotta those, realize uh, that Pacers. We gotta realize that Jordan was and younger Pistons than those, Jordan was younger than those teams as well. So we can't we gotta look at it like, you know, Jordan See, but then nobody wanna them, get he got them when they was old. We can't lie. We got he got them when they was old. When he finally broke through, they was every team that we looking at like, oh, they was the stuff back then was on the tail end. LeBron caught the Spurs in his prime at 23. He caught he caught the Warriors all in their prime. The only time you can blame LeBron for something is the, the one Spurs series that I don't even feel like they had a chance to win anyway because they had already beat them. And I don't feel like you're going to beat Popovich and Tim Duncan twice back to back years because of the team. And then you could, the only one, so you really fought him on the Dallas one. And no, I can't say that about Dallas. So. But everything else, yeah, I, it, it's like, I look at the, the 2013 2014 finals different 14, than you do. 14. I look at that final differently because I, I feel like he quit. I, I I feel like he quit, but I can understand. I, you, I can never <laughs> understand you quitting on the team, but I can I can get it. Dwayne, we Heat fans, so we're gonna be honest about it. Dwayne Wade wasn't Dwayne Wade that last series. He wasn't, but was he was also shooter. by himself. He was by himself, but he wasn't really been Dwayne Wade. I mean, Chris but Bosch wasn't like, I mean, but you see Joel Embiid by himself, how he's playing. Yeah. That's how Dwayne Wade was playing when he was by himself. But he actually saw this man on the court. That's more demoralizing. I don't know. I just feel like none of us showed up in 2014. I guess. For the Heat, none of us showed up. Like, couple, Eric Spolster ain't even make no adjustments. He got out of there in five games. Worst finals margin in the NBA history? Exactly. So, like, LeBron quit in game five. He quit in game one. Dude. I don't know about game one. I, I, if anything, I say the last two games of that series is when LeBron realized, bro, we don't got we, we don't got. I mean, he, of, he officially shut down in game four. Yeah, that's what I said. But he quit in game one. Like, it was... Like if you go back and watch that game, it's like, dang, are we gonna are we gonna win the game? I think that's how I feel. I just don't hold that to LeBron that year. I I hold that to the whole team. We didn't show up. I mean, I'm not saying it's not the whole team's fault. Just like I'm not saying it's not the whole team's fault that the Blazers got swept last year. But somebody's got to hold the bucket and take the most of the responsibility. And in that case, it's gonna be LeBron and Dame. But moving on, we're gonna go to number four. I got Giannis. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was going to put Steph here, but Kevin talked me out of it when he was talking about the size. And, yeah, uh, Giannis is basically what you dream of of an NBA player size-wise. He has the length. He has the size. He has the foot speed and everything. He just can't consistently shoot. That's the thing. But he's right. He's you know my feelings about Ben Simmons, but <laughs> he's definitely shown that he's trying, and I, that's that's the thing I love about it, bro. Like, I don't care that you can't shoot. Can you at least give me some effort? Can you make people come out to the three-point line and guard you? That's what I want to know. Like, you don't have to be Clay Thompson. You don't have to be Steph Curry. You don't have to be Ray Allen, but at least be. John Wall, something. John Wall will hit a three every now and then. Jimmy Butler will hit a three now and then. Be them. No cap. Shout out to da- shout out to Davin for telling him that he couldn't hit threes because that's what did it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I like I like what I see in Giannis. I just I want to see more. I want to see him dominate against teams that can dominate against him as well yeah. like the, against the Raptors against the Celtics against the Lakers individually against Embiid right because <laughs> Embiid Embiid be clamping him right so yeah I, that's what I want to see but at number five I'm gonna go with Steph Curry light-skinned assassin baby face killer <laughs> Kevin thinks I hate Steph I actually like Steph um um I don't it's really not too much more I can say about Steph he's probably the best shooter of all time um i feel like he gets a lot of the the credit that a lot of the credit that should be going to clay like i feel like some of that should be i'm saying like clay gets a lot of his shade taken from him like the, the shine that the shine that gets taken from clay is monumentous my guy 
you the fact that he's not in your top ten is proof that the shine that is taken name, from Clay is monumental. One of the people in the top ten that he's better than. I'm about to tell you. I I told you he was better than Harden. So anyway, um, I got at number six. I got Russ. He averaged a triple double for a season three times. I want to say, so, like, who, who who does that? Um, he didn't do it three times. He didn't do it three times. So yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I I just love watching him play. His tenacity, the fact that he 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 plays every single game like he'll never get it again. Like it's like somebody's holding a gun up to his head and said, "You better play hard, or I'm gonna pull this trigger." Like that's how he plays every single play, and I love it. Um, at number seven, I'm gonna go with Clay. I I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He goes out there and does what Steph doesn't. He goes out there and guards your best player. He goes out there and gives you 30. He goes out there and gives you 67 on 11 dribbles. He goes out there and gives you 37 and a quarter. He goes out there and guards and locks down okay. your best player. Okay, so I yes. think Iguodala wasn't on the team. Barbosa wasn't on the team. David West wasn't on their team. You're going to name Barbosa. David Lee you wasn't gonna, on their team. You're going to let Will Andre hear you Bogan name Barbosa. Andre Bogan wasn't on their team. Wow. They, wasn't, they, didn't, okay. they didn't build My point is, Clay was the best defender of that bunch. Was he? Yes. Above Andre yes. Iguodala. Yes. So who got the MVP in 2015? Because they, 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 they made LeBron score 35 instead of 40. Come on now. You saw what his numbers were in that game four when he, he was put on him, right? But you yourself said Andre Iguodala played the best defense against them in the finals. Did they put Clay on him? Uh, did they put Clay on him? Why they didn't, though? Because they felt Andre was the best, right? Because they did. Okay. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> number, number seven, I have Clay. I feel like, again, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. <laughs> A lot of the shine is taken off of him. This man is going out there and giving people buckets. Went out there and put the world on his back. Going out there, going out there shooting free throws with a torn ACL. Said, "Put me in the game because I know Steph can't do it by himself." Clay can't do it by himself. What you mean? Hey man, he won't even I got the, the I got the snap. I got the snap. I remember. I remember. I made the snap during the game, and I shout out to Penny because she saved it. She said, "I said." I know for a fact this series proved that Steph, I mean, Clay is more valuable than he's given credit for. Because if Clay had to finish this game by himself without Steph, he would have brought it home. Would he have not have? Would he not have hit that game winning shot that Steph missed? In, yes or no? In which one? Game six last year. Would he have not have made that shot? Yes or no? I don't hear so, so you believe Steph would? I mean, so Steph I believe Clay would have hit that three. Steph yes. scored fifty-two points in the game, bro. So fifty-two points. Bro. So I've never seen I've never seen Clay hit sixty-seven. So, so Steph, so you take Steph out, Clay out there by his stuff. Steph, yes. Clay scoring fifty points. Yes, I believe so. Yes, no. yes. No. He's gonna get the ball more. He's, his no, usage he rate is gonna go up. The ball up the court, bro. Oh my God! He yes, can, he, he yes, he definitely like can. He, He's shown that he can. The games that the games that uh, Clay has, I mean Steph hasn't played. Go back and watch him. Yes, he's proven that he can. But anyway, at number eight, the whole point in this episode, we got number, we got Dame, which I find kind of funny because Kevin has Dame at seven, I have him at eight. But yet there's this whole big debate about why I don't like Dame, why I don't respect Dame. I don't, I don't know. But yes, I've said multiple times that I feel like he needs to prove himself because I don't care what anybody says. The fact that they were in this series last year without KD in each fourth quarter and they and him and CJ can only muster to go up eight for 26 in four quarters, one for 17 from three. Somebody get no, no, dog, no, dog, no. I need, I need somebody to go and get me better than 8 for 26 and 1 for 17. It's not like they were smothering them. They were missing wide open three. Nah, I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that. Nine times out of ten, that individual you have a conversation with and say Portland in the Western Conference Finals? Cool. Wow, yes. Cool. That's an accomplishment in itself. Nobody is going to win that series. 
I expected them to win a game. I expected them to win a game when they were in the each fourth quarter winning. Yes, yes, I did. Well, you know that game three, I expect I didn't expect them to win. Game, game four, I definitely did not expect them to win. Back no, back. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that. You are a professional athlete. You, I ain't hear none of that. They were playing game sevens when they were winning. When they were up in the fourth quarter, it was old dame time. Actually, the wrist. Actually Everybody winning. get your wrist watched out. They were winning every every single game. Game seven, they was up. I don't. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Western Conference Finals. I'm telling you that they went. Who cares? It's Denver. They shouldn't have been in Game Seven with Denver. Portland, you got like Portland. No, 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 no. Anyway, Portland is the To number nine. best players to sign white side, bro. Come on now. To number nine, I got Anthony Davis. Now. You could be checking your podcast, whatever app you're listening to. Like, am I hearing this right? Is Anthony Davis not? Yes. Yes, Anthony Davis is not. Now, he has the size and the ability to be in the top five, top three maybe. But he doesn't take the opportunities that he's given to dominate each game. Now, I don't want to, I don't, I need somebody to explain to me why you can go off for 41 points, five re- I mean five assists against two-time um, defensive player of the year Rudy Gobert, but then when you playing against, well, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Denver, but you getting clamped up, and then when you're playing against who was Yo, that? Who was that team they played? I want to say it was the Kings. I don't. I don't believe it was the Kings. It was somebody late in the bubble. They were playing. It was the Kings. It was the Kings? Yeah, they got clamped up and had nine points. I was like, bro, you got to be kidding me. So, yeah, that's why I say he's at number nine. Yeah, it was the Kings. They lost the Kings. He needs to play like Kings. Yeah. It was also the Rockets where he didn't come out high. And it was uh, LeBron didn't play that game. Yeah, LeBron didn't play that game. Everybody was like, well, it's okay. Anthony Davis is going to get all the touches, so he's going to go off. And I'm watching, looking for Anthony Davis. I don't even see him on the court. Oh, yeah, there he is. Not doing nothing. But, again, has the talent and the ability to be top five. I'm not saying he's a terrible player. I'm saying he doesn't take advantage of his ability, and that is frustrating. Just like with Paul George. He has the ability to be in this top 10. I don't know if he's in my top 12. Because it's frustrating watching somebody that has the ability and refuses to take advantage of it. And moving on to number 10, somebody who doesn't really take advantage of their opportunities. I'm going to go with Harden. Um, I'm not going to lie. This is a completely unbiased pick. I don't. He's not in my personal top 10. But he's in my top 10 of best players in the league. Um, I don't enjoy watching his game at all. Everybody says, oh, he's lighting up the scoreboard, getting 60. How do you not enjoy that? Because I don't like watching the free throw game. Everybody, once once you get to the fourth quarter and they start in the free throw game of, oh, we're trying to extend the game, that's when I turn the game off. So that's why I don't watch Harden. I don't enjoy watching somebody dribble, 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 go to the uh, uh, lane and then nobody touch him and then they call a foul. I don't, I don't. He just tosses. Call me a hater. I don't enjoy watching it. But I, I still understand the impact he has on the game and how he can lead his team with basically no centers and a bunch of just a bunch of shooters really and consistently get them at least to the second round or the conference final and I think that's kind of impressive but other than that um, I, I don't really enjoy enjoy watching his game or anything but I, I respect in air quotes his game he found a way to be effective right. that's basically what he Found a way to be effective, and it's not pretty. It's not fun, and it definitely doesn't work in the playoffs. It doesn't work in the playoffs. Like we have seen ISO scores before, Kobe, 
Carmelo, Allen Iverson, but even with him dribbling the ball out, they're, they're going to make the shot and continue to play on, not in no lane, trying to get no weak fouls and stuff like that. James Harden, the whole game is predicated on getting 33 throws a game and getting seven made threes. Um, for my honorable mention, I feel like I would have been shot down he definitely would have been my 10, but I definitely would have got shot down if I would have presented him as my 10. But I'm going to go with Luca as my honorable mention. You can... Huh? Shot down by who? I thought you would have, I thought you would have said something if I would have put it over hard. I, I, I thought about Luca for top, top 10, but when you... I thought, I think about everything. Harden has done more than Luca. Right. See, that's why I thought I would get shot down. See, he has a... 12 right now. 12. I, I have him as 11. I have Clay 11. I have him at 11, Jimmy Butler at 12, and then if you have to force me, I'll put Paul George at 13. Paul George is definitely <laughs> sitting at number 15. I got yeah. Jokic at 14. I don't, I don't, I don't respect big men, but I put Embiid over him. I, 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 I'll give it to you. Embiid plays his, I, Embiid plays hard. He's just, you can tell it's like, it's right like watching Braun those those last years when he was losing to the Magic and the, the Celtics, it's like he don't even want to be here no more. And now I can't accurately judge where you are because you're not showing me what you can do you because you're counting. Right, like I can't. I can't blame him though. Right, right. Like I, I don't blame you, but I still can't put you in the top ten because you're not performing at the level that a top 10 player would be performing. Now, I understand it, and I get it. That's Brett Brown fault. But, yeah, but I still have a job to do and you put in the top 10. But, yeah, I would put Luka at 11. I, only thing I see that he needs to work on is his defense and his free throw shooting. That's – he missed way too many free throws last night, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, believe it or not, they actually played a little bit better once he got off the court. Now, I, I feel like that had... No, I feel like that had more so to do with the, the Clippers taking their foot off the gas, thinking, well, he's off the... Right, he's off... He's out the game, so they ain't gonna do nothing. But that's the thing. You still have Porzingis. Right. You still have right, they, right. They don't got scrubs on the team. Right. They take Luka off. Like yeah, we're gonna, definitely win game we definitely going to talk about that series at length in our next episode. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. I don't know, though. I, it depends. I I picked five. I can see it going seven. I'm going to go with six, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle with six. I don't... I feel like eventually... I'm going to say eventually... No, it's not even about that. I feel like they can win without Paul George. I eventually I feel like the the Clippers are all going to collectively say we're better than them. Let's end this series now. Let's do it. Like I, I, at I some point they're cuz you see it. You see it every game. They put their foot on their neck in the fourth quarter and then the second game they tried to do it but it was too late. But see, that's my thing is like I feel like it's now, if Luca's missing time, it's going seven. No, listen to me. If if Luca misses time, it's going seven. Because what I just said of them putting their foot on their neck, that's not gonna happen. Because they're gonna take their foot off the gas. They're gonna say, "Oh, Luca's not back." They damn sure can't be that. Now, Jordan, you finna you finna go finna go off when I say this though. They get past Dallas, and they end up playing the freaking Utah Jazz playing that way. They will lose. Playing that way. Playing the way they playing against Dallas and the way Donovan Mitchell playing right now, bro. Of course. The way Donovan Mitchell. Play. I mean, I've they said it. If I've said it this whole year, if they if they keep up with that, do I want to save this take for the next? I'll say this take for the next episode. I, but I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to talk about this until you said like. No, 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 not. I've been watching. No, I told you Denver was boo boo this whole year and you never gave it to me. But now we're going to talk about that. Thing. But then I tell you, Denver, you thought you got to watch out for one of them. I told yeah, you, one you of them. Yeah, you keep. Yeah, no, you, you was riding the fence. You was riding the fence. I told fit. you one of them going to show it. You, got, you be making them choices where you can choose either one. See, but when you do it, it ain't no issue. But when I do it, it's an issue. 
Because you're trying to figure out. He's hard on both teams. He's like, I am not. Because Not in the playoffs. He's, <laughs> he's the opposite of Peyton Man. He's a Joe Flacco. But <laughs> tell you what, I'll give you this. If if they keep taking it lightly, waiting for the the play, I mean for the uh, finals to get here, they're not gonna. They'll be watching it at home. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Because we can say what we want about Rudy Gobert. I, we we know we know. We said it before the defense came, but he's not completely trash. We ain't trying to make it seem like right. he's he not. He, like he's, he's nothing. Like he's he, just not two-time defensive player. Yeah. Of the year so yet. I'm just saying, like if they play like they playing against Dallas right now, and Luka and them is young. This is Kristaps Porzingis' first time in the playoffs, actually. So they young, but now the Utah Jazz been in there for a little minute. They got look good playoff. Yeah, they have experience. So you. Go in there trying to play like he's playing against Dallas and looking like, man, whatever. Tell you we what. played for the Rockets and the Lakers. Donovan Mitchell going to drop 50 on you and drop 30 back-to-back-to-back games like he's doing on Denver. He's going to get you up out of there. Rudy Gobert going to hold the fort down. You're going to believe in Mike Conley in the playoffs when it's time for him to actually show up. He shows up. Tell you what, I'd much rather them find, I'd much rather Denver find a way to come back and win this series than Utah. I give you that. I give Especially you that. since yeah. the fact that they series, would yes. have to play more games play harder, but I, I don't fear Denver. <laughs> I, I, I fear, I fear I Utah like, more than I fear Denver. That's because they have a star on their right. team. Like, you could say Jokic is an all-star, and Jamal Murray is a very good player. Donovan Mitchell is a star. Like, that boy can really hoop, and I hope Miami find a way to break him down there with Jimmy Butler. Yo, if you liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media, Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. That'll do it for another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Um, but before we go, a topic that I wanted to talk about are top, the teams that we think will be the best in the future, the best young teams in the West between the Nuggets, the Mavericks, and the Pelicans. I'll also throw the Suns in there. I see a trend going up. You don't see no trend? No. Okay, well, go ahead. <laughs> uh... But I would say congratulations again to the Suns for actually doing the impossible and showing people that they're not completely trash. But when we go back to having a normal NBA season and everybody's playing regular full-length games, they're still the 11 best team in the West. Let's just be honest. Um, out of those three, out of those teams, I don't feel Donovan Mitchell would still be with the Jazz. So um, no, we didn't talk about the Jazz. You said uh, the Nuggets, Pelicans, Mavericks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at it from a basketball perspective, you would got to say the Nuggets because of what the talent they have and what they have been progressing. But I don't feel like they have that one superstar on a team that's going to be like, give me the ball. I'm finna go dumb. We finna win. Offense and defense. Jokic is, I don't feel Jokic is that guy. He's just going to go out there and get his. What about Jamal Murray? I don't feel like Jamal Murray that like. If you're looking at point guards, bro, I can name like seven point guards right now better than him, and Kyle Lowry is one of them. I'm weak. So I'm gonna stop disrespecting Kyle Lowry. Now. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, if you, if you say Kyle Lowry better than Jamal Murray, then that that means Jamal Murray on the like the 11, 12th best point guard in the league. That's cap. You don't Kyle think so? Lowry is fine, but go ahead. I mean, Kyle Lowry decent. He better than Jamal Murray. So I will have to go with um, the Mavericks because I feel like they have the most upside and they have. They have the most upside, and I feel like their their two combo, their one two combo, is better than the one two combo on the Nuggets, which is Jamal Murray and Jokic, and better than the one two combo on the Pelicans, which is Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. I don't even feel like their games even match with each other. They want Zion Williamson to be the guy for them, but Brandon Ingram game is set up for him to be the guy. You can't have Zion trying to put him as the face of the franchise when you have Brandon Ingram who just emerged as an all-star averaging 25 and 5 and 8 
and you sitting here talking about Zion the man. Yeah, that's gonna cause friction. You're not gonna tell Brandon Ingram who just emerged as an all-star. Yeah, yeah, boy, you've been in the league for about four or five years now and emerge. Be the second fiddle to Zion. A dude who can't even stay on the court for more than 15 minutes right now. And I don't feel like that's going to work. And I feel like it's going to be hard bringing talent to New Orleans because it's not a basketball city. It's not a basketball market. And the team that they have now, I don't feel like none of them will be there long. For long. I don't feel Brandon Ingram is going to finish with the Pelicans. I feel that like he's going to emerge as an all-star like he did. Come back next year, do well, and then when it's time to sign an extension, he's gonna bounce to a team that he can go be the man in because he know that's Zion's team. So, with all of that being said, and with Kristaps Porzingis coming back from injury and emerging back to ascending to what he was, and Luca ascending to what he is gonna be, if you gotta go with Dallas. Um, yeah, y'all know how I feel about Luca. I feel like he's an emer- emerging star. So it's clear that I feel like they would be the best setup, but I also feel like their bench is a little bit better than Denver, so I feel like that can help them in the long run, like if they lose somebody, they can promote somebody to the starting role, and they will have that experience, or they could, it's, it's like they don't really need as much to get better, they, I think they could use one more shooter um, and one more like 3 and D guy, but and I would say this about Dallas. This is a little side note. I don't know if ever anyone ever noticed this, or maybe I'm just tweaking. But Mark Cuban don't really have a lot of dark skins on his team. I never. I grew up. I grew up and watching basketball and stuff like that. And I feel like the man for Dallas always been Dirk Nowitzki. He's because he's the star. He was the star. And then he went to go get more European people like Luca and Kristaps. Like, and if you ever watch the Dallas Mavericks team, it's. it's it's always few dark skins black people on their team. You could take how you want it on that. But you know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying Mark Cuban teams never look like the rest of the league. And they face other franchises never look like the rest of the league. And I don't think that's just by accident. Bro, you know what, bro? You might be on to something because I, I never thought of that. You, you never like you right. Watching the game like a Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Like, come on now. You know, Jason <laughs> Terry. He threw money at DeAndre Jordan, but he did have Jason Terry for a little bit. Yeah, but I'm talking about people he promoting as the face of his franchises. The teams that he have, like, look at the team that won a championship, right? Like, we've seen Jason Terry and Tyson Chandler and everybody else. J.J. Barrera types. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know. J.J. Barrera has run on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but saying, yeah. like, I don't take what you want from it. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, I'm not going to call nobody no names or say they doing nothing. All I'm saying is just look at it, guys. Black Lives Matter. Okay. But yeah, I I feel like they're in a better position. I, I'm not saying Denver can't be good. I just don't know. I Like you said, Jamal Murray isn't the best point guard in the world. So I, I feel like it's going to be a lot more we need more progression from them. I feel like Dallas, while they're younger, they're closer. Yes. So, yeah. Like, a lot of these players come in the league and their names is bigger than what they really are. Jamal Murray, you hear Jamal Murray here. He came out of Kentucky. You automatically assume that he's John Wall. And um, that's just simply not the case. And until Jokic takes over and actually dominates a game physically, then I don't, you know, I said last podcast that they're a year away. Which is possibly could be the case, but depending on Boy Boy, like that makes you. He had two good games in the bubble, and literally you have not heard about him since. Okay. So, um, just depends on their continual growth. They do have a good coach for them to even be where they are right now. You know, it's it's good for them, but we talking about championships. The Dallas got championship DNA in them right now. Okay. But yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Um, you can follow me, Jordan, on uh, Facebook. I mean, on Twitter at this underscore guy eleven, and on Instagram at underscore this guy eleven. You can also follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at <laughs> Not Another Sports Podcast, and on Twitter at n underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. And this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me at Shine Kevo and also at underscore Vice City Kevo. 
Remember to keep your hands washed. Stay safe. Uh, Black Lives Matter. No cap. Go Gators. Roll.